We're now recording. Five, four, <clears throat> three, two, one. Welcome back to the wrap number 24, according to Andy's notes. Our crack research team composed this evening of only Andy Cameron and Dougal Cameron. How are you, my friend Andos? I'm pretty tired, but I'm uh, excited for this week. I've just been thinking of some of my conclusion, and it's something that I find quite funny. So that's given me a burst of energy. That's good to hear, mate. Um, I wonder if the listeners will find it funny. I reckon there's a 50-50 chance. 50-50 chance could go either way, mate. <laughs> could be anything. It's like a chance Were you a bit tired from your being in Wollongong? Gone to a university interview, prospective university interview. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on uh, how Andy's... Post HSC University uh, prospects are looking. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the listeners are dying, dying to hear it. <laughs> um, but we got a big, big wrap because um, we haven't done one in a while. But we got a couple of big stories we're yeah, going to have a look at. We've been busy. You've been moving out, moving into the, uh, moving the bachelor pad. Moving into the pad. I've been making some appearances on a couple other podcasts, doing a couple of interviews. It's been popping off, and the rap, sadly to say, got neglected for a couple of weeks. Not sure why we did that, but it's uh, it's good to be back. I'm happy to be back here, having a yarn, chewing the fat, getting into rap 24. <laughs> In the rap 24. Well, today we've got um, the domestic story is the legalization of, what is it, personal use or recreational yeah, per- use of yeah. cannabis. That's your story you're the, covering? The ACT, legalising the weed. In the, in the ACT, the weed. Stay off the damn weed. <laughs> and then the international story is uh, another, another Donald Trump investigation, the Ukraine scandal, uh, which we'll be diving into. We'll be separating the real news from the fake news, as always, with these... Uh, it's like, uh, what's Sherlock and Holmes? These two guys find the, the real news. And Sherlock the fake Holmes news. is one person. What's <laughs> the other person? It's not Sherlock and Holmes. Um, well, we might be Sherlock and Holmes for the rap today. <laughs> okay. Um, but before we get on to the big stories, we've got um, uh, we've got another another element of pop culture uh, from so popping from one element of pop culture to the next. Uh, the rap, oh uh, no, the uh, the jumping in conclusions. So they're on the rap. Absolute shocker. <laughs> All over the shop this evening. It's about nine pm past my bedtime. But. Um, we have jumping to conclusions in honor of the wives and girlfriends, those who are new to the show, um, where we like to jump to a conclusion without uh, any evidence. Uh, it might be controversial, might not be. Sometimes we like it when it goes against the grain. Usually, the usually, I would say this is a fan favorite of the show because it's usually quite funny. Yeah, it usually is funny. Um, I'm going to say, or will you say yours first? It's your mine, turn to jump to your conclusion. Mine is that... <laughs> If you want to identify as a furry, you should be given the same rights as the animal that you are identifying as. Hmm. Given the same rights as the animal you identify as. What rights does does a dog have? Not very many. So that means that you can't go into a park without a leash. <laughs> you go be walking around with a plastic bag. So we put your head in one of those big 
like things that make them stop scratching themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, one of those things. One of those things. Okay, that might be that might be on. I'm saying um, you should be not allowed to ride a skateboard as a mode of transport uh, after you turn thirty. So it's just yeah, illegal to go somewhere. <laughs> as in, you get you get stopped and frisked if you look over thirty and you're on a skateboard. <laughs> If you're 29, that's all right. If you're 30, you get it confiscated. It's confiscated. <laughs> by the by the 5 Yeah, by, by the 5 no, by citizen's tw- arrest. By 12? <laughs> citizen's arrest. You get tackled <laughs> off your skateboard. What do you think, Doss? Which one do you want to talk about? I want to talk... I want to see how you manage <laughs> to make so we're not talking about recreational use of the board we're talking about transportation talking about like riding to work um going to the do you sh- see many people riding to wa- work who are on skateboards because right, i don't going think to, let's say if you're on a university riding down the well you see some people who are like look like they might be 30 you know i don't know if you should be riding a skateboard sir might have to do a citizen's arrest. Might have to tackle you off the board. <laughs> get you to... tomato tahu style <laughs> for dropping a shoulder. Yeah, Andrew Simon style. Get off the pitch, sir. Um, hey, look, I'm I'm happy to have a look at the uh, skateboard riding. Skateboard riding. Skateboard riding. Death defying. Johnny Knoxville's of the world. I just think you're. I think it's bloody silly. Is what I think. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to come back to it at the end. That's what we like to do on this show. No loose ends. But to kick us off, Doss, you're covering the uh, the weeder. The weeder. The, the weeder. <laughs> some of that good kush. Some um, of the uh, some of that Afghan special stuff. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> whatever you say. Some of that marijuana. <laughs> some of that sweet Mary Jane. Some of that devil's lettuce. Devil's cabbage, bro. We're eating them greens tonight, boy. <laughs> Eat your damn vegetables. Be a healthy boy. Grow up strong with them lettuces. And why don't you let us in and uh, tell us about the story? So, the story is that in the Australian Capital Territory... Uh, it shouldn't really exist, if we're honest. I don't know why it exists. It's pretty much just a little pocket of New South Wales. Same way like Lesotho is a little pocket of South Africa. Nice little fun fact there. We've got those two little countries in South Africa. It's a bit like that. Like a cultured man. I'm, uh, I'm very cultured. Uh, but <laughs> I digress. The story is that uh, that pers- the personal use of cannabis in the ACT will be legalised and come into effect from January 31st, 2020. The laws passed the ACT Legislative Assembly on Wednesday afternoon, allowing possession of up to 50 grams Per person and a maximum of four plants per household so you can grow your own 50 grams per person it's a whole lot of weed for personal use it's a whole lot of weed there's a whole lot of weed for personal use that's on it's, it's a whole that's lot commercial of commercial use that's a you can make a hot dollar off selling that that amount of it's weed about, according to my calculations approximately a grand street value i think i think you but might be right there Presumably, if every person's allowed 50 grand, you'll have a supply, an extra supply in the market. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down to $10 a gram, maybe $5 a gram street value. 
That'd be pretty pretty nice. Pretty, I heard that's what my buddy told me happened in Oklahoma, I think, after they legalized the weed over there. It went down to like $5 a gram. Yeah, you'd assume so, considering just the supply is just so much higher. If you're able to grow two plants per person... Yeah, well, you know, the, if, the, the, if there's profit to be made in the long run, you have the firms enter the market... You'll have uh, well. The thing is, we we haven't we haven't. It's for personal use and personal yeah, growing. Well, you'll have personal sole traders <laughs> into the market. <laughs> sole trading um, partnerships get that profit. Um, compete for consumers. Drive the price down until they reach a new equilibrium, won't they, Andy? That's just, it's just a bit of economics, isn't well, it? I think that's that sounds right. Just about right from <laughs> from sitting over here. That sounds just about right, mate. Um, but yeah, so it. Uh, so that's pretty much it. It cannot be consumed in public or anywhere near children and will also have to be stored somewhere inaccessible to children. But, right, here's the thing with it. So there's this thing... Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. Here's where a little bit of the controversy comes in. Um, is around something called the division of powers, which is a legal term. It is a concept that means that there are matters governed by the state and some matters governed by the government because we have this three-tiered system in Australia where you have local, state... The federal, triple right? tier. You have the tricameral, I think is what it is. The tricameral. Just like us. Three yeah. Camerons, the tricamerals. Um, but yeah, and so the issue here, right, is that the Commonwealth law, which is the federal law, still deems cannabis illegal, and that ultimately trumps state law on the matter. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, um, there was ACT legalised same-sex marriage for like a month, and then it got overruled by the federal federal government. Yeah, so there's similar still... si- Similar... Can of worms. Very, very similar can of worms that they've opened here in the ACT. So uh, around this, the ACT Attorney General, guess what his name is? What? Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> cooking up some nice weed, duh. He's cooking up some brownies. Cooking up some, some little hash brownies, brother. Cookies. Is, um, <laughs> says, I need to go for a trip to the ACT. Mum actually suggested it the other day. Um, well, she didn't suggest it, but she interested us in the idea. Is because you know in um in Canberra's as well, ACT is the only place where you're allowed to do fireworks. I think personal fireworks. That's pretty easy. We can you go, can go and do get high and do fire do fireworks <laughs> for an episode. <laughs> Tell us pretty, if you'd like that. That sounds like a fun idea. But um, he said that the ACT's legislation attempts to provide a clear and specific legal defence to an adult who possesses small amounts of cannabis in the ACT, but is prosecuted under Commonwealth grams. law. Yeah, it's not a small amount, but but unfortunately, it cannot stop someone being arrested and charged if the Commonwealth officials were minded to do so, or prosecuted if the Commonwealth Director of Public Prosecutions, the DPP, uh, thought it were appropriate to do so. So pretty much, what he's saying is, you're allowed to have the weed, but you're not, you're not allowed to have the weed actually. And you're not allowed to get caught with it. But the thing is, really, the amount of people that get done for weed are at the moment it's probably not very high um, well we can we have to check this and I'm a person who loves the facts I don't really have the facts have on the me facts. if I remember it correctly though um, I think there's 70,000 arrests in Australia a year for weed really uh, I think some of it would be like for police you get pulled over an RBT and you're a bit high and you smell yeah. like weed and they check you for weed or if they come and they bust you for something else and they find weed it probably is rare that people get done for weed but if you're high in public and you have weed on you you might get done yeah and especially yeah we don't don't condone uh smoking weed and driving that's that's one thing that you if you smoke weed and drive you should get done um but yeah so pretty much 
it's a bit it puts police officers as well in a weird situation especially yeah the ones in in the act in a weird spot where do you arrest them because it's the that right is, thing to do you shouldn't have but, um i don't i don't think you should have laws that you don't enforce i don't think yeah. you should i think that's a pretty silly pretty pretty silly concept yeah in my opinion but now the thing is there it's not actually it's not illegal anymore but still under the commonwealth Mm. Yeah, but I'm saying in the rest of the states and territories and stuff, it seems like it is illegal, but it's kind of not. mildly enforced. Like, yeah. so you shouldn't really have. I don't think you have half-hearted laws. I don't think that's a good idea overall. Yeah, I think a lot of um, public order offences and stuff like that are kind of like that, where it's sort of half half-hearted. Um, yeah, or well, they might get you if their police are a bit racist. They might. Yeah. <laughs> they might pick on the. Uh, Jamal <laughs> over there and get him for the weed. Get to Quavis but, the um, weed charge. But uh, Winston or uh, or who else? What's a, or Dougal. What's a white name? Dougal, yeah, he might get off. But yeah, so pretty much I think my takeaway from the story is it's a good thing. It's a step in the right direction that we're legalizing the weed um, in ACT. But uh, I think we need to get the whole country around it. Is pretty much I like it. I reckon. Uh, I reckon we can do it. Actually, I think. Well, I've, that's what I asked. I did ask Mark Latham about it. With that interview's coming out, hopefully this week. Um, did talk to Mark about legalizing the weed. He didn't. Well, he didn't seem against personal use, but he was against legalization. But I think there's some room to work there. Yeah, well, you had a, you had Ricardo Bosi on as well. He was for the legalization of the weed. Well, I think it was hard to say whether he was for it or not. But he was open to open it, to I the think. Idea. Yeah. I think yeah, I think that's where a lot of people are, where they're open to the idea of it, but they're not really sure how it works. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are um well I think there's quite a f- there's a few people who really don't like the idea of legalisation of weed. I think particularly older people. The old and, white man. And um well it's and if you start legalising weed they might think you're a socialist or a hippie or something, they won't want to vote for you. So it's might be a hard political decision for a range of, of those in charge to make. But a good one, we think. What else you got, Anders? Anything more to this story? Not really. It's not. There's not actually much much meat to this story other than it's been legalised there, but kind of not. Uh, well, it makes you think, um, is it all the government people who are who are smoking the weed? Wouldn't be surprised if some of them boys in, uh, in Parliament House pass around a doobie after hours. Would mm. not surprise me one bit. Mm. Especially, mm. I think um, I think a lot of this was passed by the, uh, or pushed for by the Greens, who I would think. Oh, I don't mind a bit of that action. Yeah, a bit of puff, puff, pass. Puff, pass, pass puff, legislation. Dean Italian Co. <laughs> yeah, the boys. But right, yeah, let's, I, think, I think that's it, yeah. That's it. All right, you just get a nice little pat on the back of the ACT. Yeah. Um, might pay you a visit for it. Now let's have a look at the international story, Ukraine. Now, for those who haven't been following it closely, I mean, it's quite a difficult story to really wrap your wrap your hands around because there's a lot of fake news. Um, as usual, we find in stories related to Donald Trump scandals, there's a lot of fake news, and we still don't have all the real news. Um, but essentially, Trump had uh, a, a conversation with the um, a phone call with the president of uh, the top prosecutor. Oh, oh no, no, no. The, yeah, it would be the president. My bad. Yeah. So Donald Trump had a, a conversation with the president of Ukraine several months ago. Um, now, recently, a whistleblower report or whistleblower had come forward 
saying that he had concerns that Donald Trump was using his presidential power irresponsibly, pressuring Ukraine to uh, do political favours, etc. Um, and so then there was, there was a big scandal and uh, they wanted the transcript of the phone call, um, which was publicly released a few days ago. Um, but that was standing uh, the House Speaker, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Democrat, uh, started calling for... Uh, impeachment and has started impeachment proceedings against Donald Trump. Now, Democrats have been talking about impeachment for several years and there's been a divide within the Democrat caucus. Uh, some kind of the f- further left Dems supporting uh, impeachment and the moderate Dems against it. Now, Pelosi had up until this Ukraine scandal been against impeachment but has now said that uh, this you know, deserves uh, impeachment proceedings. And I think impeachment, I think Bill Clinton got impeached and I still need to really look up what impeachment means, but it basically means that you get sacked, you get sacked by the, the con- assuming it passes, I think, the, the House and the Congress, I believe. But the truth is, I don't actually know. But you get sacked by the government. The president gets sacked by the government. That's what impeachment means. Um, and we ask what political favours does, did Trump potentially ask for in this conversation. And when we have the transcript, Trump asked uh, the Ukrainian president to investigate uh, corruption relating to Joe Biden's dealings with Ukraine when he was the vice president and his son Hunter's, Hunter Biden, uh, his business interests in the Ukraine and how it influenced foreign policy, okay? Um, <clears throat> foreign influence in elections, right? So now the media's taken this story uh, and it said inappropriate use of, um, you know, presidential power. They've hardly mentioned, they've tried to avoid as much as they could Joe Biden's name and his son Hunter's name. Um, but anyway, I'm going to kind of give you the events, uh, how I see, uh, yeah, how I've been able to, to understand them. Um, so in March 2016, Joe Biden, when he was still the president, uh, vice president, vice president, moved to pressure the Ukrainian government to fire its top prosecutor, Ukrainian's top prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, who had previously led uh, an investigation into uh, Burisma's uh, owner. Now, Burisma is a natural gas firm operating out of Ukraine. Um, And... uh, In April 2014, Hunter Biden agreed to join Burisma's board of directors, uh, apparently to advise on legal issues. Now, Hunter Biden uh, has no expertise in natural gas, um, but Burisma did need some heavy-handed help, considering that earlier that month, British officials had frozen the London bank accounts of Burisma's owner, Mykola Zlochevsky, and soon after, Ukrainian officials opened their own corruption investigation into Burisma. Okay, so they were getting investigated by so this Ukrainian firm was getting investigated by Ukrainian prosecutors. Um, they had their London they had their London bank accounts frozen, which apparently had a lot of money in them. Uh, and so then, a month after that, they hired uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, to advise them on legal issues. Right now, Joe Biden doesn't know much about natural gas, but he does know powerful people in powerful positions. Um, So what Hunter did was he recruited a legal team for Burisma, including former Obama administration Justice 
Justice Department official John Buretta and several American consulting firms. So he organized, he helped them organize a legal defense and uh, what have you. Now, he was then paid um, uh, as much as 80,000 US a month for his work at Burisma. And in April 16, 2014, the White House records show that Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner, made a private visit to the White House for a meeting with Joe Biden. Five days after that, on April 21st, Joe Biden landed in Kyiv for a series of high-level meetings with Ukrainian officials. Now, soon after those meetings, the U.S. Uh, started. The, the U.S. gave more than, uh, and the International Monetary Fund gave more than a billion dollars uh, to the Ukrainian economy. Um, now, following uh, that, uh, Mr. Mr. Archer, who's, who's Biden's buddy, was asked to join the board of Burisma and also get paid a bucket Handsomely. load. Um, and then on May 13, it was a... Uh, yeah, so Hunter Biden joined, blah, blah, blah. Um, now, in March 2016, Ukrainian officials fired this guy, Viktor Shokin, uh, who was overseeing the investigation into Burisma, right? They fired him. It's like, well, why did they fire him? Well, potentially because they they're investigating this company uh, and Hunter Biden was on uh, the board of directors and getting paid uh, over 80,000 US a month and Joe Biden was in charge of American foreign policy, right? Potentially. Now... <clears throat> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Now, what's funny is that Joe Biden is on videotape uh, in 2018 giving a speech saying, um, I, I have... Uh, I'm not going to give you the billion dollars that uh, America, you know, has promised to give Ukraine. Uh, he said, I'm leaving Ukraine in six hours. This is the quote. I'm leaving you in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. Okay. So Joe Biden's on, on record, on video, saying that. Um, and look, there's a lot of mainstream media that say there's no evidence of corruption. It's like, yes, there's no evidence uh, that directly link... Um, in terms of emails or something like that, that link Hunter Biden getting cash for uh, Amer for for Biden's foreign policy decisions, right? Um, but you look at Hunter Biden getting cash, and then Joe Biden firing the prosecutor that's investigating his son's firm, which is paying him a lot of money to do nothing to do with natural gas, um, and threatening not to give Ukraine a billion dollars, and it's like it's very fishy, right? So then you get all the Democrats who are coming out and saying, well, we need to investigate Trump. We need to impeach Trump because he's trying to get political favors or foreign influence or something, um, you know, for, for personal benefit. And it's like, well, it seems like all the things you're trying to investigate Trump for is things that Biden actually did. Um, not to mention that it's right after the, uh, you know, big fake Russia scandal, which was covered wall to wall for like two years and nothing happened from it. Um, and it's like, who's Trump in bed with? Because apparently he was in bed with Russia and Russia and Ukraine really don't like each other. Um, but he's in bed with Ukraine too. And Ukraine's helping Trump and Russia's around. helping Trump. And it's like, what is, what is going on? Um, and so there's still a lot of, uh, you know, different, uh, Reactions and there's still news coming out because we still don't know who the whistleblower is, and the concerns that the whistleblower had were all he, he didn't even listen to the conversation or see the account himself. He heard it from a friend. It was secondhand information, and conveniently, about a month before 
um, the whistleblower's account came to uh, came yes. to came to the press. Um, the whistleblower rules uh, that used to say you need to have first-hand information were changed to saying you can have second-hand information, and that rule change was after the Ukrainian uh, phone call, so it was in the months in between the phone call and, and the breaking of the story. Um, now, Bill Maher said uh, that Democrats were being hypocritical by not criticising Biden and his son Hunter, saying that if Donald Jr., you know, Trump's son, did it, uh, it would be all Rachel Maddow was talking about, Rachel Maddow being the host who I think cried on the night uh, Donald Trump got elected, um, who's news anchor, and uh, she talked about Russia for about two years. Um, look, Bill, look, Bill Maher is a bit... Of, I, I'm on and off with Bill Maher. Bill Maher has some... He says some very silly, strange things, but mm. uh, he might be the only Hollywood late-night TV host that has said something about this, which yeah. is... Uh, Good, yeah, good Bill. Yeah, so Bill gets a Bill gets a, a good slap on the back for that. Um, now the Ukrainian pros- the, the sorry the Ukrainian president Zelensky said he's come out and said he's great mates with Donald Trump. He felt no pressure during the phone call, um, but that's not enough for for the Democrats. So, what's your uh, what's your headline reaction to that, Dossie? Look, I'm just not surprised. Um, it's a bit bored. It's almost a bit boring. When yeah, it just every they're just looking for something to get the Donald. My um, my feeling is that Trump Trump's approval rating right now is fifty two fifty three percent, right? So assuming nothing big happens like a recession or a war or, or something that can really change public opinion quickly, um, Donald gonna Trump get. is going to get elected quite easily uh, again, as far as I can tell. He's got like a ninety four percent approval rating within the Republican Party, which is like never before seen. Um, and I think the Democrats have come to basically a decision that the front runners in the in the uh, to get the Democratic nomination for presidency um, among them Liz Warren, Joe Biden, um, Bernie Sanders, Andrew Yang, Pete Gutigig, um, Tulsi, Gutigig, um, yeah, well, Tulsi's pretty far behind, but. I think they've come to the conclusion that they don't think any of them can beat Donald, and the only way they can um, beat Donald is, is to take him out before an election. Um, and I I don't really see it working, but it might be the smartest move they have. Well, yeah, look, it's they're all all those candidates you sort of listed off aren't I would say very appealing as a president. Um, mm. I think. Look, the I think Donald's just becoming a victim of his own success, really, in that they they can't beat him, they don't want to join him. What what else can we can we kind of do to try to, try well, to make this know, man lose? Just like, make some money in 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 the game and get out is uh, is what I'd suggest the Bidens to do. Yeah, look, I think they're. I'm not sure how creepy Joe's still in. Well, I mean, look, the truth is, there's corruption. There's quite a lot of corruption that that'll happen everywhere with politicians and their and their children getting money and, and influencing each other and whatever i mean you see so many you see a lot of former prime ministers getting or former presidents getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do speeches at like big banks as if um those words that are in a 15 minute speech are worth five hundred thousand dollars to that to that business and it's like well no it's not what it really means is that the ceo of that business 
gets the phone number and uh, constant access, uh, kind of free access to that guy whenever they want so that when they're getting chased up by a lawyer or they need a legislation passed or they need some help on something, they call them up and that former prime minister or former president or whoever it is, you know, makes the calls and, and makes it happen. Um, that And that happens quite a lot. And that's really the reason why um, people, you try and pay politicians well, um, or at least that's the, the convention. And a lot of times we, you previously had parliamentary pensions where previous parliamentarians would get a pension um, of quite a lot of money every year after they left parliament, uh, would be so that they didn't feel financial in, and financial need to go and do stuff like that. But of course they do anyway. Yeah. Um, and and so corruption or influencing, however you want to talk about it, like we see here, is, is nothing new. Um, it's just that it's happening to... Uh, the Bidens and they're trying to flick it on t- on on the Don Meister. Yeah, can't look. He's too quick. Well, I think we've established time and time again he's way too quick for these scrubs to try to try to bring him down. Um, yeah, not surprised at all with this story. Of course, you have the same players playing the same role in every single scandal, where you have the the Democrats bringing up and calling for an impeachment or an investigation into the Donald, the mainstream media jumping on that and riding it as far as they can, and the Donald just sort of just well, waiting for it to come to light where they get exposed again as not being truthful at all. Well, you know what they say: you uh, you play silly games, you win silly prizes. Look, fool me one time, shame on shame on me. Fool me twice, shame on you. Or is it the other way around? The other way around, Dossie. Mix and match. Mix and match idioms. That's what we like here. We've had a we've had a tough day on the mic in terms of getting our uh, getting our ones correct. You know what? It's all part of the journey, mate. It's all part of the climb. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. So what do you say? We wrap this bad boy up with uh, skateboarding thirty year olds. So, See, I think. We jump back to conclusions, going back to jumping to conclusions, jumping back to jumping to conclusions. Um, we double, hit, double jump just like you in Lego Star Wars. Just, just yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we finished this up. We discussed the original jumping to conclusions that we decided on. We're going to talk about skateboarding um, gentlemen, or it could be females. Um, I think that if you're over, let's say, 30... Um, I think it's it's almost like wearing uh, wearing trackies out of the house uh, to to go about your, your daily business. Um, it's not really allowed. Um, <laughs> it's not really allowed. <laughs> yeah, you can do it if you want, but my propose would be a, a citizen's arrest on on those who so do. You have citizen's arrest for people wearing trackies too. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a stopping. Well, that can be another yeah, jumping. I'd be a repeat offender for that. Well, you're not quite thirty yet. So you'd get the pass. Um, but, um, yeah, I think it doesn't... <sighs> kind of like kind of like flat caps. Kind of like flat caps, yeah. I think track, trackies, flat caps yeah, and skateboards. Some, get, some yeah. Teachers at school on the Mufti Day wear the flat caps and you're thinking, how, how bloody old are you? <laughs> what the, who the hell do you well, think what's you the, um, What was the... Oh, there was a funny flat cap brand that always had... It was like in big letters. I don't I forget what it was. Uh, just had big letters across the front. It was some. It was like it wasn't swag, but it was something like, it's like swag. There's YOLO. YOLO goes. Oh, it might have been YOLO. Yeah. It's not a brand saying, mate. 
Yeah, but it wasn't that. It was something like that. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Look, I think I think once you're over thirty, maybe just your whole your whole fashion sense has to have a bit of a regeneration. You sort of have to transfer into a new mm. new light. I think uh, we've seen we've seen this with uh, with our older brother Alex, who's cut his hair. I think there's just certain things you just do once you like once you when you're in your twenties that show that like you're moving on from your days of tearing now, up. That being said, nightlife. If you had heaps of money, I wouldn't care what. What do you want? Ride a skateboard, wherever. I'd wear thongs and trackies and have Jeans long and hair. And I'd wear golf shoes around and just um, ride my skateboard to work. So you're saying? So you're doing an absolute backflip on, on what you were saying before and saying you, you can do it if you're only thirty, but if you're rich, if you had if you had enough, if you put that that penny board money where your mouth is, yeah, <laughs> those yeah. Z flexes. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Um, if you're not rich, you get a citizen to rest. Do you reckon? Um, what about running a ripstick to work? <laughs> maybe on. Um, maybe on. Uh, what day would you be allowed to bring, bring your ripstick to work? I don't think it's every day. Maybe I think once it's a year. hump day. I think on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday. You can just make yourself feel better about the, yeah. about the rest of the week. You're halfway there. A little bit of a boost. <laughs> Finally get to jump on the ripstick today. Ripstick <laughs> with the boys. Give a little tear out. Up the M2. I think what we can, we can definitely agree on is that once you're over 18, you should definitely not be scooting anywhere in public. I've seen quite a few motorised scooters around of people who are, who are a bit on the wrong side of uh look when i was when 30. i was 13 or 14 we used to i used to tear around a little bit on a on an e-scooter haven't charged that boy up in a while but um <laughs> look i think the goey boy i think once you <laughs> once you hit puberty i think the e-scooter is gonna go out the window <laughs> <laughs> Donate it to your little cousin. It's just it's just some of the puberty blues. <laughs> Donate it to your little cousin who can tear around like the little grommy ears. <laughs> Alright. This is um <laughs> This descended into some madness. This is getting getting finished. <laughs> thanks for uh thanks for being with us. Um if you like this, make sure to, to like it. Um like it. Hit that like Hit that button. Like button. Comment. You can find us on YouTube, Carnage House Productions, Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, Patreon. Um, if you like the podcast, support us on Patreon. Uh, anyway, we'll be we'll see you next week. Is the plan? Alex will be back in a couple of weeks. He'll have the third the third rapper. Three uh, musket, musketeers back at it. Try Camerons. We'll be back in action, doing our best work. And there's a lot of. Um, I always say this every week, things going on behind the scenes. Developing maybe slightly slower than I'd hoped, but they're developing anyway. Slow progress is progress nonetheless. And, can, uh, and you, you know, you better enjoy these sort of somewhat shorter raps from the time Alex isn't here because yeah. you know you know when he gets here, these things are going for 80 minutes. Yeah, they are. <laughs> All right, well, that's cool. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for sticking with us. Peace.